Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about the heavy-duty parts you buy and sell and keep you informed about what's happening in the industry. This episode is sponsored by DPFX Fit, a manufacturer of DPFs and DOCs that offer OEM durability and performance with aftermarket affordability. To learn more, go to dpfxfit.com. Welcome to episode 102. There are several different ways for people to clean diesel particulate filters. We'll call them DPFs for the rest of the episode. And of course, with each specific kind of cleaning process, there's some advantages. I assume there's probably some disadvantages, and I wanted to get to the bottom of that. So I invited Austin Northcutt from DPF Express to come on the show and talk about these differences and to share a little bit about his company. Austin, welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. Hey, Jamie. Thanks for having me. I've been really looking forward to this conversation, and I'm glad that you're here. Let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about the differences between thermal, aqueous, and ultrasonic. Maybe you could talk, first of all, about thermal. What kind of cleaning process is that? So thermal is going to be the baking side of the cleaning process. That's just going to take the filter up to 1,200 degrees and help break down any of the particulate matter that's stuck to the cell walls that the rest of the cleaning process wasn't able to get loose, whether it's an air knife or any other style of cleaning. So some people say you don't need to bake every filter. How do you feel about that? Uh, we disagree. Uh, we personally like to bake every filter. One, it's going to help get the filters dry after an aqueous cleaning or an ultrasonic cleaning. And then also it's just getting that much more out of the filter. The last thing we want is uh, residual soot to be in that filter. I mean, that's the whole point of cleaning them, right? I mean, we that, that would impact uptime, I assume. Oh, yeah. Not only that, I mean, it's going to affect your fuel economy and then the life expectancy of the filter. Exactly. Yeah. So aqueous obviously has something to do with water. Can you talk to, to us about the different kinds of aqueous and maybe what are some of the advantages of that system? Of course. There's multiple styles of aqueous machines out there and cleaning processes when it comes to aqueous. You're here people that want to just use a pressure washer or anything like that, which we don't recommend, but it's going to be just a medium to high pressure water cleaning and just another way to help break loose any of the particulate matter again that's stuck to the cell walls. And also, it's the only way to really start breaking down coolant and fuel contaminations. When you're running like an aqueous machine, obviously, there's a level of automation to it because we don't like, <laughs> it's not just a guy with a pressure washer. Is it straight water? Is, is there a solvent? Like if you're talking about those different kinds of particulates that are in the filter, I, I would assume there's some sort of cleaning agent, but I'd, I'd like to learn more. Uh, so it goes both ways. So there are some machines that are fully automated and require a solvent to be added to the filter before the aqueous process starts. And then there's machines like we have that are just going to be a pressured water, and it is a manual cleaning with no solvents used at that point. 
but it's inside of like a cabinet or how does that work? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's inside of a big case. Um, you know, everything's sealed up completely that way you don't make a mess and the water has to be treated after it's been, you know, gone through the filter to remove the soot and particulate matter that's in the water to, to dispose of. Okay. Okay. And what's the difference between, let's say, aqueous and ultrasonic? So ultrasonic is going to be the filters get submerged in an ultrasonic vat has a chemical in it that is designed for emission systems. And that water around the filter and inside the filter is just going to pulsate. Then once it comes from there, for us, we take it and put it in our aqueous machine to do the high pressure rinse to remove the solvents and things like that from the filter, where the aqueous is just going to be water. Okay. Okay. So it sounds to me like at DPF Express, you're using all the technologies to provide your customers with the best clean DPF that you can. Yes, sir. We are proud ourselves and want to be able to provide not only the best style cleaning, but also whatever the fleet or owner operator prefers or what they require on their fleet. So we want to be able to offer them anything that they might, they might need. Right. And, and you're servicing areas in uh, the Southeast. And when you talk to customers who maybe have base of operations there, but then their trucks are going everywhere. What ways do you provide service to them on DPF cleaning? Like, are, are you able to have them put on some sort of program? So when that truck comes back to home base and a certain mileage is hit, they automatically send the filter over you to have it cleaned. Is that how it works? Or like, what programs are you building for your customers? So we have a couple of different ones that we work on. You know, if there's somebody outside of our you know, territory, we do have a UPS program where we will send them um, prepackaged boxes and a UPS label so they can ship the filter to us. I mean, once we get the filter, we turn it around and ship it back to them within 24 hours. Then we also work with our fleets and any fleet that would be interested in creating a rotation. So they will have a clean filter in their shop at all times that matches their trucks. And that way, if the truck comes in, the technician removes the dirty filter, puts the one that's in rotation back into the truck and can ship us the dirty filter or we can pick it up depending if they're in our territory. It's fantastic. It's all about service in in the trucking industry, isn't it? Yes, sir. So I'd like to learn a little bit about the history of your company. When when did DPF Express get started? Uh, We've been open for about three and a half years now. We uh, originally started with our sister company, uh, 1-800-RADIATOR, selling heavy-duty aftermarket cooling products and some aftermarket DPFs. Once we started doing that, we saw the demand for the cleaning and how everyone was so interested in it. And it was plagued by, you know, just complications and problems. So we started doing our homework. We traveled to some other cleaning locations, some manufacturers of equipment and saw, you know, multiple styles and decided we want to get into it. I would definitely say that the challenge would have been learning the different styles of cleaning and what the different levels of cleaning are and how to combat, you know, contaminations, whether it's oil or fuel and just beating everybody's fear. Because again, people have been burned by after treatment systems and so many times. And just combating that, I mean, everybody knows if you, you know, a radiator goes bad, if you don't replace it, you're not driving. It's a little bit different ballgame when it comes to your after-treatment system. Yeah. So once you started to get some more experience in that and you, and you started to make some progress, like what, what's the thing that you would say has changed the most from when you first started to today? Definitely the confidence and the cleaning side of it and the, the experience. You know, it's, it's another ballgame once you actually get your hands dirty and you can see the different things. You know, I get out in there with our technicians and clean filters with them. 
And that way we, we know what we're seeing. We know, you know, and being able to go to a customer and, and again, tell them that they have a small coolant leak or that we can see something going on and just know that we're helping them. It's comforting. So are you only in the locations in the Southeast or do you have multiple locations? So right now we are currently doing all of our cleaning out of our Columbia, South Carolina location, which our footprint and reach goes to the Charlotte, North Carolina, Asheville, North Carolina, and then the Kingsport, Tennessee. But we shuttle everything back to the Columbia location currently. Okay. That makes sense. And I assume the very fact that, like you said, with your sister company, you're responding to a need. You've got a uh, site set on growth across the country to be able to provide service to a growing number of fleets as time goes on. I'm just, I'm just guessing. Oh, 100%. Fantastic. We're just going to take a moment to hear from our sponsor. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by DPFX Fit, a manufacturer of DPFs and DOCs that offer OEM durability and performance with aftermarket affordability. To learn more, go to dpfxfit.com. Before the break, we were speaking with Austin Northcutt of DPF Express. We were talking about the different kinds of DPF cleaning, and we're talking about their plans of servicing a larger number of customers as time goes on. Austin, one thing that I'd like to talk to you about is sometimes cleaning a DPF is just no longer an option. Tell me about refurbished filters. Uh, first, before we talk about just the refurbished filters, let's talk about what changed in the marketplace recently that created an opportunity. And then we'll kind of describe the actual process of what a refurbished filter is all about. So before the changes in the market recently, we were collecting filters from fleets and uh, owner operators, anyone that we could, that we could verify that was a good core. We would do inspections on it to make sure that the, the substrate was intact. Then we would clean it and, you know, resell it to the customers at a, you know, a discounted rate. With recent changes, again, with the market, we have been able to collect an extensive amount of Cummins core filters, which will be going through the same process. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure when you heard the announcement, that was like, uh, <laughs> hey, this is an opportunity because for anyone who's not aware, uh, if you're just listening to this episode for the first time and, you, and you're new to the heavy duty parts report, Cummins killed their what they called a reman program, which is in essence an exchange program. And so all of those cores became available and you've capitalized on that to be able to provide this refurbished option. And I assume beyond just the initial testing, once that filter is refurbished, you know, it is of a quality level that your customers can count on. Yes, sir. hundred percent. We're not going to send anything out the door that I wouldn't put my name on or put on my own truck. Exactly. And the refurbished option is a great option. And I'm sure that there's specific times when like a, an owner operator or a fleet would prefer that. I mean, maybe like I'm, I'm thinking of one scenario where the truck is going to go to auction in a year and the DPF filter is just not able to be cleaned. A refurbished option, that's perfect for something like that. 100%. That or if somebody was wanting to get into creating a rotation of a clean filter waiting on them. And they needed a little bit cheaper option than spending the money on a new aftermarket or, you know, new OEM. That would be the way to go. When a customer comes to you and they need a new, something to totally replace or add to their inventory, you've got the cleaning option, you've got the refurbished option, but you also sell aftermarket new. Can you tell us a little bit about that product? Uh, yes, sir. So we uh, sell aftermarket DPFs, DOCs, and SCRs. We do source from multiple suppliers depending on, you know, quality and, you know, best costs. So we can pass that along to the customer. 
And uh, we do keep it, those filters in stock. Uh, if we don't have it in stock, we will drop ship to the uh, end user, whether in our territory or if we need to ship it out to, you know, the Southwest or anywhere except California. Exactly. So there's definitely uh, le- legislative reasons for that. So when you look to the future, I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are on this. I've had a lot of conversations with people. If you just rely on the media headlines, you'd have the impression that investment in the after treatment and diesel engines in general would be a waste because we're all going to have electric vehicles in the next five years. Is that how you view things? Uh, Not really. I think that it's going to be around for quite a while. Obviously, there is the push for the electric trucks and things like that. but looking into the media and other things, there are some electric companies out there that are running into emissions problems. So I think they're going to have the same fight. Yeah. And and really at the end of the day, I think the trend for the next, let's say 20 years is that diesel engines will be part of our trucking industry. And also with changes in regulations, there's going to be new technology and changes to the way that the emission systems work which more than likely is going to offer a company like yours who's been so quick to respond to the need opportunities to provide greater service. We pride ourselves in wanting to do and provide whatever we can to the end user and the customer, whether it's a fleet or an owner operator or you know anything with a diesel engine in it. When it comes to the emission sides of it, if you know, we do get five, 10 years down the road and you know, DPFs are a thing of the past, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that we're ahead of that. And, you know, if there's an electric push, we're going to find a way to get into that. Whatever there can be a need to service the customers on an aftermarket level and save them time and money. And really, Austin, that's what it's all about. It's supporting the industry. How important do you think education is? You know, we kind of started our conversation at the top of the episode talking about the different kinds of cleaning. I think there's a lot of confusion out there. How important is education with helping customers make really good decisions around their after treatment products? Oh, it's extremely important. You know, I I talk to so many people that have, you know, a bad experience or they've been burned by the after treatment system, whether that's just a filter not being cleaned properly or anything upstream that can cause issues. And going on with that, you know, there's so many visits I'll do. I talk to a customer where they think that their filter is the problem and it just wasn't diagnosed properly. There's just so much that plays into it. So I definitely recommend people doing their homework, whether it's talking to a company like us or reaching out to anybody they may know and ask as many questions as they can. Looking at the entire system and identifying upstream problems, to me, that's a message I've heard a lot of people talk about. How important really is that at the end of the day? Oh, it's extremely important. If you've got something going wrong in your engine, where you know, a bad bearing or your NOx ratings through the roof, it's going to throw all kinds of different codes and make you, you know, chase your tail for hours trying to figure out what's going on. Does the condition of the filter before you clean it, when you look at that filter, are you able to detect perhaps what's going on in the system elsewhere by the condition of the filter? To some degree, yes, sir. Um, you know, with a DOC, if you get one of those in and it's got a lot of face plugging on it, you might be able to indicate that there's a fuel injector sticking open. You can tell when there's oil or coolant or fuel that's gotten into the DPF. Same thing goes with a, you know, a DEF doser sticking open. You can see the indications of the DEF fluid crystallizing and drying up. So there are a few things that our technicians are trained to look for and be able to call the fleet and say, hey, I hope you know that, you know, you've got some, a small coolant leak that you need to look for, or we got signs that there's some oil getting into this filter. You need to look upstream. But it's still dependent on the actual repair technician to do their part then and take that information that you can provide them and go and investigate further. 
Yes, sir. hundred percent. If, if we say, or any cleaning company is able to indicate that we definitely recommend getting ahead of the ball game and looking upstream because something small can cause a, a big issue down the road. Right. And the, the long-term impact on a fleet, especially a fleet where they're looking at the total cost of operation, you know, unscheduled downtime is such a killer because it's not just the cost of the additional repairs that weren't planned for, but then of course the fleets are, are maybe losing business or they've got, they're letting customers down and that has a negative impact on their company, which then of course, that's something you're trying to help alleviate. Yes, sir. We want to try to make sure that they don't have to deal with that and save us again. Saving time and money and eliminating headaches is, is our end goal. In the past, and, and maybe even today, you can maybe answer that a little more clearly than me, but I seem to understand that there has been an issue of misinformation in the industry. And a lot of people sometimes can be confused, especially around service intervals and things of that nature. So how are you helping your fleets to kind of understand what they should be doing? Uh, well, when it comes to the service intervals, we definitely recommend that they go by what the engine manufacturer service intervals are. But then working with, you know, somebody that like a trash company that's, you know, a lot of stop and go or high idle times that may not have a service plan for their DPFs, you know, working with them to make sure that they're servicing them every 4,500 hours or getting out on the highway to open up the truck as much as possible, you know, small things like that. Right, right. So vocation and application definitely play a role in what the service intervals should be. Yes, sir. Um, anything that's a stop and go, whether it's a, you know, a waste truck, school bus, a line truck that's going to sit in idle while it's working on um, a power line, anything that's having a lot of idle time is going to be a problem. It makes a lot of sense. Well, Austin, I appreciate you taking some time today to talk to me and, and share your, your deep expertise on that. You know, sometimes people remember what we say last. What's the one thing you want people to remember about DPF cleaning? That is not a bad thing. You know, DPF systems, after treatment systems, they're not as bad as people think they are. Um, they are designed to work efficient with an efficient engine. If there's something going on, just really dive into it and stay ahead of the game. If you're an owner operator, you know, make sure that you're servicing your filter. That way you can you know, save yourself some time and some money. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and we've been speaking with Austin Northcutt from DPF Express. To learn more, go to dpfexpress.com. Austin, thank you for being on the Heavy Duty Parts Report. Thanks again. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and i just like to remind everyone to focus on cost per mile and... <laughs> Let's keep those trucks and trailers rolling. HDA Truck Pride is the heart of the Independent Parts and Service Channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride and let the heart of the Independent Service Channel take care of your commercial equipment.